like to invite you to join with me and uh, consider these words for a few moments. Since we are celebrating the gift that is Jesus, I brought some gifts for you this morning. Anybody and everybody, the first gift I have is my trash. I'd like to give away my trash. I thought maybe, maybe you guys, would you, would you like my trash? There you go, Merry Christmas. Yeah, she doesn't look real excited about my trash. I'm not sure why. Do you think she should be happy about my trash? No? All right, well, let's try again. Maybe you'll like my next gift better. Um, I've, got, I've got some candy bars. I got some candy bars. You guys want some candy bars? Yeah? You got some candy bars? All right, all right. Well, I'm going to let your, your parents can be the dispensers of these, but, you know, you can have some candy bars. Those are for, for you guys. One, two, three, four. We got enough there. We got some, some candy bars here. Your parents can decide when you get them. I'm not going to be in charge of that. That's not my job. There you go. Uh, here we go. Got some for you guys, too. Uh, I, got, I think I probably have some for you guys, although I probably can save them for later. I tend to see you pretty often. Oh, yep, I got a few more over here for you. For some reason, they really like you can be responsible. There you go. We trust you. For some reason, they really like the candy bars. I don't know why. Nobody wanted my trash. Um, I've got, I got here a, uh, a broken toy. Anybody want my broken toy? This is a, some, some one of these from How to Train Your Dragon. Which one is this? I forget this dragon's name. Here, you want my broken toy? Merry Christmas. That one she just thinks is kind of silly. She doesn't know why I'm giving away a broken toy. And let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, we're giving away a pandemic. I got a free pandemic in 2020 for anybody who wants one. Would you like one? No? No? Why are you turning down my gift? How ungrateful. I have a pandemic to give away. I want to give it away to you. Um, and, and maybe, oh, here, I got, some, I got one last good gift. I got some money. Anybody want some money? Me? Oh, look at all these hands. It's like I finally gave away something good. Who do I trust here? Do I trust any of these people? Here, I trust her. We'll give her my money. I hear she's got a lot of college debt anyway. You know, you can tell how the gift goes, right, based on, on what, how the people all respond to it. Did you hear what Mary said about the present that she got? She didn't say, you. She didn't say no. She didn't say me, me, me. Uh, and she didn't say any of those things. She said this. She said, may your word to me be fulfilled. May your word to me be fulfilled. Do you know what those words mean? Those words mean, let's do this. Let's do this. They mean, if this is what you want, God, then this is what I want. They mean, whatever you want, God, that's what I want. That's how Mary responded, right? Did you, did you see what happened? God has just said to Mary, you're going to have a baby. I'm going to give you a, a baby. And then here's, and she doesn't say, um, no, no thank you. It's not a convenient time in my life to have a baby. Uh, she doesn't say, hooray, I've always wanted a kid. She doesn't say, you, I don't really want to do that, you know, kids, no way, right? Uh, she doesn't say any of those things. She says, May your word to be fulfilled. What you want, God, I have learned to want. Did you see how your response changed depending on what the gift was? I could almost tell what 
what the gift was just by how you responded. If I gave you a, a boring gift, you, uh, you were annoyed. Uh, if I gave you a great gift, you were, you were ecstatic. If I gave you a bad gift, you were mad. Uh, if I gave you a, a broken gift, you were kind of like, this is ridiculous, right? Uh, all of those things. And God told here, Mary, here's your gift. This is the gift I want to give you. And Mary responded, this is exactly how you should respond when the angel says to us, here's Jesus. Here's Jesus. Mary responded, did you see it? If Jesus is who he says he is, this is definitely how we should respond. Mary is, hears these, this thing first. First, she hears from Jesus that Jesus is the son of the most high God. That means he's God. He is all-powerful. He is almighty. He knows all things. The whole earth, all of the universe, and everything sits in his hand. He can control all things with the wave of his hand. And what he wants is what the world does, right? And, and yet the other thing that the angel says, he says that he will reign on a throne forever. You know what that means? That means that he's going to be a man. He's going to be a human being. He's going to be a person. People sit on thrones to reign, don't they? Kings sit on thrones. And so he will be a powerful person. He will be a ruling person, but he will be a human person. He will be a person to sit and to rule on the thrones. He is God in human flesh, and there is no other person like him. You know, some people, some people hear this story. They hear this story of, of Mary, and they say, you know, I don't have to respond to this story like Mary did. I don't have to do what Mary did because, um, well, Mary was a pretty traditional person. She grew up in a time, long time ago, and she, she thought those kind of religious things. She thought miracles happened. She had these sort of, not superstitious beliefs, but she thought that angels appeared all the time. But did you hear how Mary responded when the angel came to her? Was, was Mary happy when the angel showed up and said hello? Gave her the fancy hello? Look at how Mary responded. It was not easy for Mary to believe. She was troubled, and not just a little troubled. She was greatly troubled, wasn't she? People didn't see angels all the time. And not only that, when God told Mary that she would have a baby, when the angel said that, she said, um, how could this happen? Mary didn't expect miracles to happen every day of her life. Miracles didn't happen all the time in the ancient world. And so you can't look at this event and say, well, you know, Mary, Mary was an, an old-fashioned person. Right? She just lived a long time ago, and that's why she believed miracles could happen, and that's why she was okay with the angel. That's, that's not at all the way it was for Mary. If you look at this story, you have to say, God is putting in our lap today. If you're hearing this, you say, God is putting in my lap today the most beautiful, the most wonderful, the most glorious present in the whole world. He's putting this gift, this best gift in my, in my lap, and yet at the same time, he's putting the most terrifying, the most awesome, the most destructive gift in the whole world, and he's putting it in my lap. It's, it's like the worst trash ever in a way, because not only does he have all power, but yes, Jesus is challenging. He's kind of hard sometimes. All right, I'm not saying Jesus is, is trash, but I, I am saying, yes, Jesus is wonderful, he's beautiful, but he's also powerful and destructive. 
And he will make a mess sometimes of your life. He's not going to leave it alone. He's going to come into it like it's a house and he's going to knock you up until you have changed. And that will change you. You know, I'd like to give us an example of, of what this might feel like so you know what it would feel like for yourself. Um, in my family, we have a, a family heirloom, a train. This is our, our model family train. Um, and we put it up at Christmas. It's our Christmas train every year. It came from my father, and my father got it from, from his father. And this year, we put it up like we usually did, and and put it under the tree. Well, I shouldn't say usually. There's been lots of years where we forget to put it up or we run out of time or whatever else. But uh, it, it's a lot of fond memories for me from my childhood. We put it up underneath the, the tree this year and, and it had all kinds of electrical problems. Uh, you know, it was shorting out on the tracks. It would stop and start randomly. You push the button and nothing, all this, right? Terrible things. And so I, I started looking into when it was manufactured. And I had always thought that the train was given by my grandfather to my father. My grandfather bought it when my father was a, a, a little boy. Um, and it turned out, looking into it, that the train is 80 years old. My, my great-grandfather probably bought it. It was manufactured in like 1939 or 1940. Uh, it's that old, and we, we still run it underneath the Christmas tree. And that realization, just how, how old and how incredible this was, you know, went off like a bomb in my head. I started to think so differently. I've already made plans and I've, I've looked up places that could start to restore it for us so that it would run better, uh, but keep it in the original condition. Right? It went off like a bomb in my head. And you might say, do people have the same kind of experience when they realize the gift that they've been given is Jesus? And I can say, yes, I think so. There was a man who was at a conference one time and he listened to a, a woman speak, and this woman said something like this. She said, imagine that the distance uh, between Earth and the sun, which is 93 million miles, 93 million miles, you know how big a mile is? Can you run a mile? I run six miles yesterday. It took me about 54 minutes. So the distance from the Earth to the sun is 93 million miles. Imagine that it's only a piece of paper. The distance then to the next closest star is uh, this, a stack of papers 70 feet tall. 70 feet tall. Wow, right? And then the width of the galaxy is more than 300 miles. It'd be a stack of paper, 300 miles. That's how big it is. So it, there's a stack of papers from here all the way to Detroit that you'd have to drive. That would be the, the width of the galaxy if the distance from the Earth to the sun is only one piece of paper. And then you realize that we have more galaxies in the universe then there are specks of sand probably on the seashore. And Jesus holds all of that in his hand. If what the Bible says when Jesus holds it all in his hand is actually true, she says, how can you possibly treat him as an assistant? As just a nice guy who comes into your life sometimes and, and helps out. And when the man heard this, he said that that simple logic shattered all of his opposition, all of his his disagreement with this thought that Mary said when she said, may it be to me as you have said. He said, how could I possibly treat this baby, this child, as just a, an assistant to somebody to help me out when I need help in life? This child is the greatest gift. He's the greatest gift not because of the good things that he'll give you, 
although he gives you lots of good things. And he's the greatest, not the greatest gift because of the help that he'll offer, although he, he does offer lots of help. He is the greatest gift simply because he is the greatest. He himself is the greatest. And there is only then, if he's going to come into your life, you either have to say, no way, I don't want anything to do with him. He is far too powerful, far too destructive. He's going to mess up my life, and I don't want that in my life. You have to push him out, or you have to say, I want all of you, Jesus. Come on in. This is your life. I let you into my life. And whatever you want, I want. Let's pray for that this Christmas. Dear Jesus, it's easy to, to leave you at arm's length in our lives to say, you can have some of my life, but not all of my life. But you are, are such a powerful, immense force. We can't just leave you outside. You've got to come in. Lead us to respond to you as the greatest one with whatever you want, I want. Forgive us for, for pushing you out. Open us up, our hearts, our minds, our whole lives, so that you can have your way with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's join in confessing our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. Um, we